When it's all said and done. When the pads are all packed up. The refs have packed away the whistles. And the parking lots are empty. One show with three obsessive fans still want to have their say. And because this is Triple M, and because we really don't give a rat, we say, why the hell not? Please welcome AH, Chris and Rose. We are in for something special tonight. This is The Back Row, footy from the cheap seats on Triple M. Crossing back to the studio from ANZ Stadium where the Tigers unfortunately lost in the final moments to the Eels. Big thanks to Dan Ganane, Jamie Soward, Wendell Saylor, Billy Harrigan and Steve Mascord on the sideline. Oh, and and Sterlo popping in for a little while. We've been resurrected for another week, continuing our tradition of... Hallelujah. (laughs) You've got to stop interrupting my intros. Point taken. Continuing our tradition of a completely transient time slot, uh, joining you this Easter Monday. We're the back row with A.H. Chris and Rose. I'm A.H. Kaylee, Chris Gale. You're like a fine Swiss chocolate bunny. How are you going this week? <laughs> well, I'm dark chocolate, A.H. Uh, <laughs> what I love about rugby league is it's continually evolving, and apparently in Ben Cummins' world, a couple of concepts are no longer relevant, and I identify those concepts as sin bin <laughs> and head high tackle. <laughs> But anyway, happy birthday, Parramatta. Congratulations, 70 years. Good yeah, celebration yeah, for you. Yeah. Not so happy for Manly yesterday, but happy birthday to those two franchises this Easter weekend. Andrew Rose, a crushed, forgotten birdie beetle at the bottom of the show bag. How are you this week? <laughs> I'm good, thank you, AH. It's great to be here on a Monday, our first Monday show. And happy Easter to everyone who's sitting in a cab or an Uber right now, driving home from the airport of choice where you've had your long weekend and you just hate this last 10 minutes. You want to get to your house and sit you on what, your couch? You're going to hate these two hours. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, in this show, we're going to be talking about, of course, West V Eels um, slapping, head tapping and yelling during tries. Penrith v Canola. Rose went to the Easter show and really wants to tell us all about it and so much more <laughs> on after this. Triple M's Back Row. Pretty devastating game just there at ANZ Stadium for the Tigers mm. losing to the Eels in, um, in the final moments of the game. It was quite funny, actually. Well, not funny. I'm, I'm sorry. Say that with apologies. <laughs> um, that you, when they were um, up by, of course, because you're a Tiger supporter, they were up by 12 with about 20 minutes to go. And you said, this is dangerous. This is where they're in a big lot of danger. And then, of course, Foxtel, uh, whoever was doing the controls there, with about 15 minutes to go, Tigers still up, put in the corner that it was half time, which was no, full time. F- sorry, full time. <laughs> I just buggered up my own joke. Jinx, buy me a um, Put up there that it was that it was full time, 15 minutes to go, Tigers ahead, which would have made you feel very relaxed. Well, first of all, I've written to Todd Greenberg already <laughs> right. and said, if it's broadcast, it must be so. <laughs> but uh, I agree, AH, I was muttering the words game management. And uh, basically, I don't think the Tigers have got their MBAs as yet because there, <laughs> there wasn't much int- uh, evidence of management in the last 20 minutes. And uh, Parramatta, you know, exploited some weaknesses out on our left edge and uh, profited accordingly. Mm. Speaking of the last 20 minutes of that game, I Chris wish Gale, we wouldn't. <laughs> it was 20 minutes to go and, you, and the Tigers were in the lead. And you turned to me and said something you very often say when there's 20 minutes to go in a Tigers game and they're leading. And that is, we're in trouble now. <laughs> yeah. I Literally feel sick. just said that. <laughs> I feel sick. <laughs> and... And what happened in that last 20 minutes, like you said, was the game management thing. There was a lot of strange calls, but the, the, the weirdest moment in that last 20 minutes of that game had to be that Mitchell Moses kick, right? Now, it was a couple mm. of minutes to go in the game. Tigers are down by four. They're pushing the try area. And Mitchell Moses puts in one of the softest, most lightest kicks that go straight up in the air and straight into the hands of one of the opposing team players. 
I think he played incredibly for his team today, the Parramatta Eels. Yes, exactly. Listen, I won't hear a word of this. We all heard Coach Ivan Cleary, the plumber, as I like to refer, him, refer to him, because he's come to our team to clear up some blockages that he's discovered. Sounds uh-huh. like the beginning of a porno. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, Mitchell was just trying something on behalf of the boys. He'll be with us for oh, the rest of the season. Stop it. Stop it. Come and on, that I, kid I will, was terrible. I will not buy into these conspiracy theories. <laughs> well, speaking of being with the boys, you dropped some news on us while we were watching uh, that game that the, the big four minus one are uh, moving into a house together, which is all very Brady Bunch. So Brooks, Moses and Tedesco, without Aaron Woods, who now being married, he would have loved to have been part of this, yep. but is unable to. Did you know he used to live with Clemmer? Well, you know, they, they are, well, they could be living with Clemmer again soon. <laughs> very soon. Uh, <laughs> over at Belmore. But uh, they've moved into a mansion in Hunters Hill. And I like to imagine it's a fibro. Yeah, no, I don't think it is. I think it's one of those <laughs> sandstone house. numbers. And I think the intention of the boys moving there was that leafy Hunters Hill would be nice and quiet. They could mm. just go about their nutrition, their hydration. Yeah. Mm. You move into that joint, it's just full of out-of-control lawyers, doctors, dentists, plastic <laughs> surgeons, <laughs> blasting out Triple M, Stone Temple pilots. Yep. It really, really has been a, an upsetting move, and it'll be pretty somber there. But one thing we will be doing is staking out the house to see if the interior decorators are arriving. Because, of course, all the boys' bedrooms are in Tiger's colours right now. Of course. And if we see a decorator arriving with festoon and blue and white or, <laughs> or maybe blue and gold, we'll know moves are afoot. All right. Well, we'll keep an eye on that. This is the back row in Sydney's Triple M. Back row. It seems like it was just yesterday um, that we were discussing the great philosopher James Graham mm. when he asked, is a slap a penalty? Quite incredulously. Um, I think that was, what, like two, three weeks ago? Yep. And yep. now here we are. I was reading Danny Weidler's um, column on Sunday and there was this choice line. The competition committee decided to empower referees to sin bin slappers. Now, obviously, I'm feeling quite persecuted by this. Never even been on the field. <laughs> Phrasing. <laughs> used, well, to, used to the term? Was that something thrown at you out on the hill there at uh, Wynn Stadium on the weekend? <laughs> get, in, get out of my way, you... S- you know what, boys? I can make the joke. You can't. Okay? Oh, Fair enough. <laughs> Again, point taken. <laughs> well, like, like the great visionary James Graham did say a couple of weeks ago, he asked the question, is a slap a penalty? And now we've evolved to this point where a slap mm. can not only be a penalty, but it can be an offence that can cause you to miss weeks of rugby league. Is it, that correct? It moves so quickly now. Yeah. I think you'd be hard done by to get a suspension for a slap, but they're definitely putting you in the bin. Right. Yeah. Okay, so it's 10 minutes. It's, yeah. not, it's not two weeks. This, this was an interesting point that Nate Miles uh, brought up, uh, currently of Manly Rohingya Seagulls, saying that, look, if you walk down a street and you punch someone <laughs> and you walk down a street and you slap someone, it would be the same criminal outcome. Mm, I'm not sure yeah. that's 100% accurate. Yeah. But I tell you what, it has evolved. It's evolved from being a penalty to take 10 minutes. And it's getting out of control, isn't it, AH? Mm. Well, it's quite interesting that um, Nate Miles is the one to come out with that because, as we know, Sam Thiday has put it on the record that Nate Miles, his head's too big, sir, it ought to be a penalty. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's interesting where we found ourselves. I think an- another very funny quote that I read in the paper was because suddenly we've got players out there not knowing how to respond to being slapped, <laughs> yeah. which uh, I find very funny. But we're not stopping here, or I think we should be stopping here, but Wayne Bennett wants us to take it one step further. <sighs> He's come out saying that he also wants a ban on tapping a opposition player on the head when they've made a mistake. And he's sort of, look, basically Michael Ennis's bread and butter. Um, they've asked to get rid of which is just, it's it's political correctness gone mad. It's too far. It's dumb. It's <sighs> silly. It's also why Ennis retired because <laughs> there's nothing left in the game for him. But Rose, how do, you, how do you interpret now the condescending tap to the side of the head around the jaw region? I mean, it's not quite a slap. 
It's not quite a head pat. Oh, Should I'm it be s- in the bin? I see. So oh, you're the saying gray, the slap gray area. So you're saying there's a difference between a slap and tapping someone on the face. Well, they're soon going to be both outlawed if Wayne Bennett has his way. And what is Wayne Bennett doing? He constantly makes me want to not like him. Like yeah. he, go, he 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 manages, he coaches a Brisbane team, and now he's saying that we should. Like, what's next? Head tapping, head rubbing, hugging, no hugging. You and you can't tackle soon. You won't be able to tackle anymore. Yep. That's the logical. Conclusion. No breathing, no smiling, no having fun. Yeah. But you know what it is with Bennett? He's bitter because they, he got booted off the competitions committee. Bitter Bennett. And it's new age guys like Trent Robinson and Cameron President Smith who rules the known world as we can see it now. And they're worried about the image of the game. Uh. And Bennett doesn't like not being part of that. So I agree. We've gone from the slap, the head pat. Apparently the headbutt is the next thing that will be outlawed. Right. You'll be put in the bin for that. Can't, can't have fun anymore. No. Eventually it'll be a no body contact game. No hugging. Mm. Oz tag. No First grade Oz tag. But in the interim, I'd like all players to be issued with gauntlets. <laughs> so they're actually playing with gloves. And if there's an incident on the field, in a gentle person's fashion, they remove the gauntlet and slap. How about you? In a legal way, ah. the opposition player, and then, I don't know, pistols at 10 paces. That's rugby league I'd like to see. <laughs> I challenge you to a parlay, sir. <laughs> Gadzook, sir, I, t- I accept your challenge. <laughs> you, sir, are a scoundrel. Well, Cooper Cronk, I'll have you, sir. <laughs> I was just about to say some great Cooper Cronk impersonations that we're <laughs> pulling you. out here. No, sir. I'm no. moving to Sydney. I'm off I go on my journey. I'm in love. Um, we better not yell while we're saying this because as we found out from today's game, you're not allowed to yell either. Mitchell Moses got in trouble um, for yelling at, was it Gunterson? Yeah. Gutherson, while, Gutherson yep. while he was going um, for his kick with that. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. It's just a bit it's of rugby uh, league. A bit of so, banter. So he's lining up his conversion and Moses is mouthing. But it, in mm. fairness, it's hard. Mitchell has a lot to say most of the time. I'm yeah. trying to think of a good, you know, it's Easter. I'm trying to think of a good joke with conversion and Moses. Together, right, just, something biblical. Make, out, I'll see you next week. Radio is the theatre of the mind. Just make that joke work in your head, please. Yes, indeed, Rose. What time is training? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What yeah. time do I need to be there for warm-ups next week? <laughs> it, it has been said, uh, getting out of the uh, ANZ today, Mitchell, a little confused as to which bus, and Ivan yeah. Cleary is very much about getting on the bus. Which bus should he be getting on right now? This is a question yet to be answered. Well, look, um, I think it's safe to say that there's some some feuding going on there behind the scenes, and there's also some feuding happening between um, Penrith and Cronulla. A lot of pettiness mm. came out this week, and we're going to be talking about that right after this. The back row. Oh, oh, with his pants down, he's got his bum showing. The arse end of Triple M's footy coverage. Oh, by golly, you could park a push bike in there. I mean, literally the arse end. Shortly, we're going to be talking about the pettiness and feuding happening between um, Penrith and the Sharks. But obviously, we were just talking about um, the West Tigers lost to the Parramatta Eels. And mm. we've got Joffrey on the line. Joffrey, apparently, we've upset you. You're down right. You're down right. <laughs> right. What's wrong, yeah, Joffrey? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Because, you know, your little biases of the Tigers. Right. Like, that, wasn't a, that wasn't a bloody shoulder charge. So, so Joffrey, it wasn't even a high shot. So, so Joffrey, it's Chris here. I, I'm prepared because it is your 70th birthday to concede that the uh, head high on Tedesco. Well, I think that's a head high, but I'll give you that uh, he should have been Sinbin Terrapai. I'm happy if the head high wasn't called, but wasn't the uh, the Terrapai? Didn't he line all over him? Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> I'm just thinking, like you know, something like this happened ages ago to Bevan French. Bevan French fully got shoulder charged against Eels and Cronulla game. And they nothing, nothing penalised, no nothing. It's so I'm just singing like. Are you, know, are you an Eels fan, Joffrey? Yes, I am. Oh, what a surprise! Yes, I am. <laughs> uh, and you so feel in a way it sounds a bit like I'm. 
I'm biased. No, well. I would no, never no. call you no, biased, just, Joffrey. But I think I think that's beautiful. See, the thing is, our whole thing is that you know we're not commentators, we're not callers, we're just fans, and so we will be biased for our teams, and we love hearing from you being biased for your team. That's what footy's all about. Look, Joffrey, we're going to have to go, but it was really lovely chatting to you, and Thanks. I promise we'll talk more about the injuries on Bevan French uh, for every okay. show in the future. <laughs> and Joffrey, I'll do you a deal. No, I'll do you a deal, Joffrey. If the Eels win, I'll talk good about him. All right, sweet. Hey, um, uh, will you go out with me? <laughs> no, I'm not. Yes, yes, I will. <laughs> I'm sure Rose will love to go out with you. All right, we got to go. Happy Easter, Joffrey. Have a good one. You too. Cheers. Bye. Cheeky bugger. I've been single for four years, so maybe that's it. Maybe I'm just being too picky. This is the back row on Sydney's Triple M with AH, Chris and Rose. And after this, we're going to be talking about the tension between the Sharks and Penrith. Ooh. It's times like these you spend with AH, Chris and Rose. Oh, nice. Wow. On the back row. Triple M Sydney. Um, we are going to be chatting about some some soap in the soap opera mm. that is rugby league, the theatre, the pantomime that is our game. Um, or even, I guess, you know, I know that you love wrestling, Rose, if mm-hmm. we can use a sort of, um, you know, the whatever the correct term is. That's that. the correct the, term. The dry, I love wrestling. Term. <laughs> 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 um, the, the, the backstage dramas, which this week is between uh, Penrith and Cronulla, Phil Gould and Shane Flanagan. Chris Gale, do you want to give us a little refresher? I do. I also want to do an on-air apology to Tepai Moriara. I sort of kind of butchered his name in the call with Joffrey there, so sorry about that, Tepai. But, uh, <laughs> and by the way, isn't it great to see that Joffrey, as a name, has survived post-Game of Thrones? You yes. know, it's, it's really good that it's I still out Joffrey. there. I miss Joffrey. I mean, him. it was really good to hear from him. Yeah, he's Back nice. to the point. <laughs> okay, so... Um, uh, Penrith and Cronulla are both 50 years young in the National Rugby League and we're always looking for rivalries. We're looking for feuds and boy have we got one now Mm. after yesterday's game between Penrith and Cronulla out there at uh, Pepper Stadium. Mm. So the situation was uh, recently Gus Gould has gone on air and suggested that Cronulla won the 2016 Premiership and it was a soft competition. Is that a view you'd subscribe to, Rose? No. I think it was one of the most thrilling seasons I've seen in a long time. Sharks won the title, fair and square. Can we stop making excuses for it? And so, consequently, uh, up on the board in the rooms before the game yesterday were those very words to inspire the Sharky boys nah, on their excuses in their endeavours. <laughs> and on the, back of a, the water. on the back of their comprehensive 28-2 victory, Flano had this to say, a Cronulla coach, I am filthy with Gus. And doesn't he speak for so many people when he says that? Mm-hmm. I'm filthy with Gus saying we won a soft competition. You could find 100 takes from Gus during the year about how tough the 2016 competition was. When the Panthers were playing the Bulldogs at the FSS, F- mm, SFS, yeah. yep. or as I like to say, Alliance, he was saying what a great competition and the hardest competition in the world. All of a sudden, the Panthers get, and here's a word I love in rugby league, Rissold, <laughs> and it's the weakest <laughs> comp in the world. I thought it was poor form. And it got worse. I've got to say, I really like Phil Gould. I really love Gus because to me, he's like the Kanye of the game. He just, <laughs> he kind of he is. just wildly says shit with yeah. no backing. Yeah. And everyone's like, he's a genius. He invented football. Um, this pettiness uh, between the two clubs has extended to uh, collateral damage, devastating. The wags have been affected this week. So the Cronulla uh, wives, family and friends who are traditionally issued tickets that are seated tickets at a opposition stadium. Of Fair enough. Yep were put on the general admission. I think they had to sit on the hill yesterday. And Gal uh, was very upset about this. He said, uh, the opposition team coming with their wives and kids sitting on the hill, we're grateful we got free tickets, but they sat on the hill. I don't know what the situation was. 
Right. And Rose, you're someone who's handed out some free tickets in your time as Canterbury Bankstown Game Day Entertainment Officer. Yeah. yeah, thanks for the tickets this week, by the way. You're welcome, great. AH. Now, you, you can feel me looking, glaring at you while you're reading this, right? Well, where, where do you stand on this, firstly, well, Chris, before I berate you for this opinion? I think if you're inviting someone to a game, they need to accommodate them at a certain level. Okay, let me give yeah, you some context so. here. I think it was la- uh, the first Belmore game. Two back, years ago. Two, two years, years ago. ago second back. game at Belmore. I was with my mate Bronco Reg. <laughs> yep, Bronco Reg. And uh, you wanted some tickets to the Belmore, return to Belmore game. Very prestigious game. A lot of people looking for tickets to that game. Mm-hmm. My mate Chris Gale hits me up. Can you get me a couple of tickets for me and Bronco Reg? Sure, Chris. No worries. I'll get you the tickets. I see him after the game. What do you think of the game? Do you like the tickets? You know what he says to me? You put me on the hill. The tickets were on the hill. He's not happy about being on the hill, yet he'll complain about the wags getting the same treatment. Well, look, ultimately, I think what we're aiming for on this show is to be relatable. (laughs) (laughs) We're doing that well. You say that, but the trouble is, if you're on the hill at Belmore and there's a decent crowd, and they're playing the Sharks that day, and there was a decent crowd. There was. Bronco Reg was gone for 40 minutes to get me a beer. So? So that was actually pretty good because I really don't like the guy. But I think that the Cronulla wives and families deserve a better treatment. And I hope this feud runs and runs and runs. Yeah. I disagree with you, Chris Gow. When I was six years old, I was stood on that Belmore Hill and it's what rugby league is to me. They should be thankful for being st- stood on any rugby league hill and any rugby league ground. And look yeah, what they've look, done to you. Obviously, I can't speak on behalf of the Wags. Cause I, and I, I do love a good hill. I do. You know, yeah. the hill at Wynn Stadium, I bloody love it. But, yeah. but, you know, I can understand if I were a Wag feeling that way. No. Do, do you have any ambition Along those lines, I mean, obviously, there's been some interest shown this evening yeah. from callers. I mean, could you see yourself as a wag at any particular point in your career? I was for the storm. You never know. I believe he's in a um, development squad for somebody. I like that you said wag and career. Um, <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't think. I, can you imagine me as a wag? Yes. I'd be, I'd be the, you know, oh, there goes the neighbourhood <laughs> wag. I don't know. I don't think so. I oh, should have thought about you'd, this. You'd shake I? up the wag system, I think. You're, you're mm. not the classic wag. Be a dog among the wags, dog yeah. in the wags. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. yeah. Talk <laughs> among the wags. Yeah. Put you in a reality show in that context, and the Real Housewives oh, would be eating dust. I'd I watch think. it. I'd watch you yeah. in a Race reality show off. try to assimilate with the wags. I hate. That'd be amazing. That'd be so good. Can we make this happen, please? Assimilating with the wags. Yeah. The wag Australia policy. Foxtel, give us a call. We're available. Well, right. more to the point. Cheers. Um, cool. I have no regrets with that segment. This is the back row on Sydney's Triple M. Anyway. <laughs> what a change! This is the back row in Sydney's Triple M. I don't know if our if our mics were turned on um, in time. I know they were turned on just then. I don't know if they were turned on at the beginning of the song where I sort of went like, "Oh, this is the back row, goodbye," and then they started playing, and I just went, "Oh, shit!" <laughs> in the studio, great song. Um, oh, what are we talking about? <laughs> it's Easter, AH. It's Easter. You went to the Easter show, didn't you, Rose? What do you do at Easter besides sit around and eat leftovers and hang out with the family? You go to the Easter show, the Royal Easter show, and I haven't been. Oh, the Royal Easter yes, show. Yes, the Royal right. Easter Bloody show. Da. And I haven't been for a couple of years. And this year I got to go with my lovely sister, Samantha, and her beautiful twin children, Matthew and Charlotte, who are allowed to stay up on a Sunday night and listen to Uncle Drew do the radio. So hello, Maddie and Charlotte. Oh, big deal. I'm allowed Sorry, to stay kids. up on a Sunday night. <laughs> and uh, go we, got to to go, we got to go to the Easter show together. And, and the great thing about going to the Easter show with kids is because you see it through their eyes again, right? Because my argument with the Easter show is you, you keep thinking the Easter show's getting worse, but it's not. You just keep getting older and you realise it's, mm. it's all toys and fun stuff. It's more for the kids, but when you go with kids, you live vicariously through it. It was a great day. We saw the chickens slide down the slides. We oh. went 
and saw the fruit displays and the kids rode the rides. My dad rode a roller coaster with the rides and his hat fell off in the middle of the roller coaster ride. Oh, what a cheeky situation. Threatening the lives of everybody on the roller yeah. coaster. Yeah, and what do you do when you like lose your hat in a roller coaster? You go up to the guy and go, I lost my hat. And they go, we do a sweep every hour. Come back, we'll give you your hat. <laughs> it was great. It was really good. But the most confusing thing to me was the dog show. We went and saw the dogs, right? And have you ever seen a dog show be judged before? Sure. It's really weird. There's like one guy. He's like the dog king. He's got, got like a special jacket <laughs> with all these like... Yeah, James Graham. Yeah, yeah. He's like, James Yeah, he's the dog king, right? And I can relate. And he's standing there and there's, there's five ladies with their identical looking dogs and they're all wearing the same outfit in a different prime color because that's how you stand out, right? There's a lady in yellow, the lady in, lady lady in, red, in red, right? And my little, my, uh, my, my little uh, niece, uh, Charlotte, the moment she sees a lady in purple goes, that dog's going to win. Just confidently, that's the winning dog. We all went, oh, well, you think so, Charlotte? She just says, just because it's the best dog. And we go on and the judge does this thing where he paces up and down in front of the five dogs staring at them. It's kind of like a reality but, and show. And they're different breeds, right? No, no. These are all the same. Oh, they're all the same yeah, breed. Same, same always... breed per... Um, yeah. So it would be like in the, in the Pomeranian challenge. Yes, exactly. It would sound like RuPaul a little bit there. Yeah, and he walks up and down almost like he has a rose and he's choosing a dog and he'll just walk up to one of the ladies with their dog and go, go for a run. And she just has to like awkwardly run in a circle with this dog and then he'll walk down and turn, point to another dog and go, Go for a run. The second oh, dog goes for a run. This points. sounds like my ideal day. <laughs> it's kind of weird. And then he, you do this. After he makes all these people run, he just walks up and shakes the hand of the winner. Doesn't say you're the winner. Doesn't say of, thanks to the rest. Of the winner or the, the dog or the owner? <laughs> the owner. And it was the lady in purple. Well, and we all just looked at Charlotte, Charlotte and went, all over it. what? And we went, well, it's obviously the best dog. You, you know that that does happen, by the way, that if they go up and shake the dog's hand and it refuses to shake, they actually will take the win away from the dog because really? that's the last test is oh. can it you know can it <laughs> can get it up on two hands. legs can it shake hands can it Very sign critical. a business deal you heard it here first folks now yeah. besides all those things of the Easter show the most important thing about the Easter show and I think we can all agree is show bags right Correct. guys mm-hmm. and this year you're all in luck because oh, I've hello. gotten you show bags <gasps> no. seriously yeah really? seriously are we opening them now you can open them in the break and okay. you can talk about them. Chris Gale, okay. you get the uh, Balmain West Tigers show bag <gasps> there. And I'll just call that the West Tigers because yeah, okay. I believe in the merger. Sure. <gasps> AH, you get a Dragons one. They're all sold out of the Steelers one. So I got oh, you a no. Steelers They've been one. sold out since 1992. <laughs> oh, thank you. Now, now, DJ Felix on the ones and twos, he does our sound stuff on the pots and pans. You're, you're team neutral at the moment, so I couldn't choose you an NRL team show bag. I'm sorry to make it difficult for you. No, it's fine, Felix. <laughs> for I got, God's sake. I got to get you one of the classics, an Easter show classic, the Birdie Beetle show bag. Oh, I would be so insulted. I hate Birdie Beetles. And I it's stuffed the cheapest it full, chocolate. Stuffed it full of other things as well. You've oh, got good. fairy floss and a whoopee cushion. Felix, you're going to have a great Easter Monday. You're too kind. This is this is unprecedented from you, Rose. I've never actually received a gift from you ever. Oh, this is lovely. You're welcome, guys. This is absolutely gorgeous. Well, look, speaking of show bags. When it's all said and done, when the pads are all packed up, the refs have packed away the whistles and the parking lots are empty. One show with three obsessive fans still want to have their say. And because this is Triple M and because we really don't give a rat, we say, why the hell not? Please welcome AH, Chris and Rose. We are in for something special tonight. This is the back row. Footy from the cheap seats on Triple M. That's right. We're just three footy fans trying to have a footy fantastic time. Oh, jeez. Uh, oh, you want to do this job? Um, 
I'm the best. Uh, look, right before um, Rose, you went to the Easter show and you bought us all show bags for I our did, guys. teams. I did, guys. I didn't get myself any show bags because I used all my money getting you guys show oh, bags. Okay. <laughs> considerable personal Climbing expense. On tax. Yeah, yeah. It's, well, look, I've got to say, the NRL do the show bags that you show very well. They cover it way better than the AFL does. They're good. They're but, very good quality. You guys get anything good in your bags? Yeah, so you got me the St. George Illawarra bag. I got, yep. I got a school pencil case. Nice. I got a notebook. I got sticker sets. I got a bat. I got... Is this a bumper sticker? Yeah, very oh nice. Oh, my God. No, this is a chest tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why is this bumper sticker backwards? Look at nice. that. It's there you go. It's a full across-your-chest Bra Boys-style tattoo okay. that says number one fan dragon. I'll expect to see that next week. Chris Gow, yeah, what about get you? get the ladies out. Uh, <laughs> Fortunately, oh, no. Hat. I'm wearing a hat. For, fortunately, no Sil- St. George Illawarra merchandise in my West Tigers bag. <laughs> Again, I know these things are targeted at kiddies, hence you get the soft football. Yeah. Kill them to give you a proper football. I mean, yeah. how are the kids going to develop skills unless they get yeah. a proper football? Something you can do a real hit up with. But I'm all in favour because there's two types of tattoos, and kids can't get into tattoos oh, early enough, in my view. And oh, I think I have some other tattoos as well. Yeah, this is sick. This is so dope. Get on board, AH. But uh, some other things in my West Tigers uh, show bag. Um, and again, thank you so much, Rose. You're um, some Jamal Idris hair beads. Oh, nice. <gasps> really? I've got a season pass uh, for the Ivan Cleary Bus Company. Oh, I see. Get on board. <laughs> and um, boy, I am really lucky i've got a copy of marina goes breakthrough an insider's view of climb (laughs) to the top i really want to thank you so much for that uh rose that's really really sweet of you and uh, pay attention to that Triple M show bag ad. I think that sounds like a, a pretty good thing as well, though. That yeah. freezer mug. I just don't know whether I want the freezer mug or the regular mug. It's a tough Work it decision. Out, mate. It's mm-hmm. a tough decision. I, I made the mistake of giving uh, giving a, a boy DJ Felix on the ones and twos a bag full of sour drops, and he gave me one in the ad break, and now I can barely <laughs> talk. <laughs> that thing is ridiculous. We're radio professionals here on Triple M Sydney. This is the back row. Coming up, we're going to be talking about the Canterbury Souths game. Um, these St. George Illawarra is amazing win on the Cowboys. I was there at Wynn Stadium. I've got plenty to say about the current state of the stadium there. Um, Jack Bird going to the Broncos. Broncos-Titans, also an amazing game. And then, of course, we'll also have back row of the week and just the tip. The footy finishes here. The back row on Triple M. Hope you're having a fantastic Easter Monday. Hope we can help you have a fantastic Easter Monday. Um, If you're not already, maybe tune out. I don't know. It's your call. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> that is the one of the best intros out of song you've done so far, AH. It's like, Gold. please listen to our show or don't. Yeah, we I don't want to tell you what to do. They won't be brought up in meetings yeah, next week. We, got, we live in a democracy, essentially, is what you're saying. Actually, Freedom of choice. I, it'll be interesting to see what gets brought up in the meeting next week. Pretty much every show so far, there's been at least one. AH, could you not say that word on air anymore? So, <laughs> anyway, so look, uh, earlier on the week, Good Friday. We had Good Friday football, and of course, Ooh. Canterbury Bankstown played the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Rose, for you at home who aren't aware, Rose, you are the like head of entertainment. You're the DJ there. Yeah, I'm the I'm the I'm, I'm look after the music, so I'm part yeah. of the game day entertainment there. There's a boss above me that tells me when and when not to yeah. play the music, but I get to choose it. So I just realised I should clarify: not for ANZ generally, for <laughs> the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs whenever they have a home game. So yeah. you can see Rose at ANZ. You can see him at Belmore. Yep. That's all of it, isn't it? Oh, yep. uh, yeah. Every now and then we'll go outside of the country and do right. one in New Zealand and hit there. But I, I, I perform under the name Davola, which is my DJ name, and they have me up in the stands there next to the coaches' boxes. Excuse me. Cool. That sour drop, man, has killed me. <laughs> Thanks, DJ Felix. I really appreciate it. Uh, and it's, a, it's an interesting thing. As a, fa- as a lifelong fan of the Bulldogs, to get to work for them now, it's an interesting thing because you get there quite early. You get there really early in the day before the, the gates open, and it's mm. quite... 
It's quite nice to be an ANZ in the sereneness of ANZ. You're actually sereneness. the guy. Yeah, the serenity. Got to love the serenity. Yeah. The sereneness now. You're guys. actually the guy who puts the big letters up at the back of the stand. Is that right? Yeah, they get me to get there real early and do that on my own. I don't know why. It could yeah. be a two-person job. And, but and it's also good that you always have bulldogs on your phone just in case you'd hate to get that yeah, wrong. Get well, the spelling you know. wrong, yeah. yeah. Wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't believe how many times I got to the other side of the stadium and they go, oh, it's two L's. Yeah. I can't believe it. <laughs> Bull sogda. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it's a great experience as a fan. I honestly think I have the best seat in the house and I get paid to do it. Um, you, you know, you, your, your job is to um, keep the crowd entertained and also keep the crowd involved. So as a fan, you've got to think about what are the points in the game where I want to cheer for my team? Obviously, when you have the momentum kicking into try areas and stuff like that. But there is a real challenge when you're getting thumped, right? When you're losing 20-0 and there's five minutes to go and they're telling you to get the crowd involved, there's nothing you can really yeah. do to, yeah. to get them involved. But I do love the Good Friday game. It's always a highlight of every season. Obviously, uh, I think back to a couple of seasons ago when I, I, bottles were flying over my head on Good Friday. So the, the Good Friday crowd for the dogs is a real interesting one because we are a very passionate fan base. And if we lose, it's not pretty. But if we win, it's one of the best vibes to be around because it's... Yeah, I was there this week. You were there. Sitting with with Dog's supporters. And it was my friend McKinley who came with me. He's a South Sydney fan. And he ended up cheering. He's a bit bit fair weather. He ended up cheering for the Bulldogs as well because it was so um, electric. It was contagious. It's intoxicating. Intoxicating. Uh, A ticket courtesy of Rose AH, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Plastic moulded seat. (laughs) Oh, here we go. No, no, it wasn't. It was just a standard seat, not the fancy one. But so McKinley and I walked in and we're all... Still a seat, though. Still a seat, exactly. So we walk in, we're wearing like all black, you know, looking like footy goths. Yep. And these ladies behind us, so we sit down, they're like, um, excuse me, are they actually yours? Apparently, lots of people just come walk into the members' stands. Yeah, you they know, do. I guess we, we did look like paupers. Yep. Um, so, you yeah. know, but you've got to check. It's very important to check that those commoners aren't in the members' stand. <laughs> it's, it's interesting, though, because, Rose, you did kindly give me some tickets to the Bulldogs at ANZ last year, and yep. I ended up on the hill. And that's not easy to do. <laughs> Chris, you have to get over this. No, there's no hill at ANZ. That's can the I, issue. That, that's, that's why I was so stunned at your meanness. But um, can I just ask a question? Perhaps when you are behind, do you start to go uh, broader thinking? So North Sydney at the Bears at North Sydney Oval, they were well known for playing U twos. I still haven't found what I'm looking for, oh. which of course was another oh, premiership. Been there. Beautiful. And let's face it, right now they ain't going to find it. Do you mm. ever actually send out any messages in the themes that you play? You, that's a great question. There is some undertones. I'll, I'll, I'll play much exclusively. Yeah, there's a lot of undertones. Um, uh, the offspring has got to keep them separated whenever a, pi- uh, a fight breaks out. But that if it gets serious. really, if it gets really ridiculous, I'll just play the Benny Hill theme to just to diffuse it. It's really funny in a stadium full of people while there's big men trying to punch each other. I think not punch, not slap. Yeah, um, each other on the head. I think my favourite. Um, um, moments of, of your your DJing um, at the Broncos game a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. where it's like 80,000 person stadium and 7,000 people showed yep. up and you just very quickly played a grab from um, the churches under the Milky Way, just the yeah. first line sometimes <laughs> when this place gets kind of empty. Yeah. And then I also loved in the last game where you were waiting for a, a bunker decision on a try and you, I turned to my mate and I'm like, is that Zorba's dance? Yeah, yeah. Zorba's dance gets them going. Yeah. But, you know, well, there, there the are... Everyone, sorry to interrupt, but everyone around me by... Bom, bom, bom. Yeah, it gets them going. Everyone was going wild. I had flashbacks to a, a club night that a friend of mine used to put on where um, he was DJing at the end of the night. He'd just get silly and he'd pop on Zorba's dance. Yeah. <laughs> and so there's me and pretty much everyone else in the club, if we're still there at that hour, let's just say maybe in a bit of an altered state, and just losing our minds. A bit sleepy. So I had, a bit sleepy, yes. <laughs> I had some great flashbacks football. to that song. The, I know Todd Greenberg is listening to this show. Again, another opportunity for the NRL here 
great bunker music. Yeah, bunker music needs a bit of music. They need to pep that up. At the moment, it's just a guy going, call a decision, going to the board. It's not very exciting. They I, need to, no, I, I always disagree. happy with the offside. I disagree. His voice is iconic. Call a decision, going point. to the board. But, but how come they're always happy with the onside before we've seen the vision? That's what happy I want to know. I'm happy with that, the onside. That, that, that really, really gets my goat. No obstruction with the inside shoulder. Got a decision, going to the board. All right, well, look, let's think about this while we play a song because... Uh, because, yeah, yeah. this is the back row on Sydney's Triple M. Shake me, shake me. Back row on Sydney's Triple M. We'll be shaking you for, I don't know, at least another half hour. <laughs> Look, uh, you guys are out at the game and there were so many big football issues that came out of Canterbury, uh, South Sydney. Mm. The waxing and waning fortunes of the two spines of the team, yep. the poor behaviour of the Burgi brothers. Uh, but there was a big issue for me, and that was that Russell Crowe went up on the big screen and I heard people booing. Mm. Was it Canterbury fans or was it South fans? <laughs> I think it was a bit of both. It was a unanimous boo. But that's rugby league for you. People love to boo people in power at rugby league. Any prime minister or... I think that's anyone for you we love to boo Russell yeah. Crowe. So, so Crowe is prime ministerial level now, Sorry, isn't he? Yes. Oh, that's a good point, He's prime ministerial level. Is he our next Prime Minister? Well, it's possible. And, and I'm sure they wouldn't do it to Hugh Jackman. That's all I'm That's saying. That's true. And, no. if, and if there are any South players, fans out there booing Russell Crowe, I don't understand that. He did everything for you. Everything. <laughs> now, now, AH, you were, you yes, were at two games this weekend, correct? Not just the Bulldogs game. Yes, I also went to see my darling St. George Illawarra Steelers play at Wynn Stadium. I was, I was there by myself, little Annie, no friends. Nice. Um, it was a very last minute decision. I just sort of had, I was just going to watch it at my local and then yep. I thought, oh, oh yeah, I'll go down. Funnily enough, it's very hard to find uh, friends willing to travel like an hour and a half each way to stand on a freezing cold beachside hill on yep. very short notice on Holy Saturday. Mm-hmm. So I ended up there uh, by myself, made some mates on the hill. It was all good. It was, it was such a good game, such a wild atmosphere, but I have some complaints go on. that I would like to direct to the St. George admin, okay, um, and perhaps to the NRL as well. I don't really right. know, you know, to whom it may concern. Hit us. Could we please get a second screen at Wynn Stadium? Okay. It's a very vintage situation there because if you're standing on the hill, which is the best place to stand, and that hill is sort of the, the, the epicenter of the heart of Illawarra Rugby League. You hear that, Chris? If you're, if you're standing on the hill, you can't see the screen because it's directly next to you and right. down a bit. So you have the fantastic situation of people, you know, if we've gone to the bunker or, or if there's a replay or if it's just at the other end of the um, other end of the stadium, at the end of the ground going for a try, people leaving their spots and moving forwards to sort of lean over and see what's on ah, the screen. I see. And then, of course, you have the incredibly fantastic situation of a quarter of the stadium at any point when it goes to the northern end are we about to get a try facing the opposite direction? Everyone facing away from it. This is not the end. This is not okay. the end. Okay. This is the first one. Can yeah. I just say that I'm having trouble visualising this without a screen. <laughs> so I think if we had a screen to visualise the screen issue. But this seems like a big deal yeah. because Elton John is playing there soon. Yeah. Ah. And I mean, I don't want to be spending my coin to go down to Elton and only have one screen to catch the great man in a big technicolor well, detail. Well, I assume, firstly, I assume that they're going to be sorting that out, but I also assume if you, you go to you see assume, Elton. You assume too much. I, assume, I would assume. I assume if you're going to see Elton that you'll be in the seats because basically here's the situation. Not if of Rose gets me a ticket. If you're a bloody rich person who can sit la da in the seats, you're fine. From all the seats, you can see the screen. Oh, I see. If okay. you're standing on the hill, 
you can't. And like I said, that is the epicenter of the heart right. of, of rugby league in the NRL. And so I think Oh, in the NRL now. It was a real Aurora previously. Is that the only issue? Oh, though? sorry, sorry, the Aurora. <laughs> I think that this is a St. George conspiracy. Of course it is. To crush that heart and soul. You'd be right. Okay. Get him out of there. Also, right. also, if we could please get, I don't know, a tackle count on the screen that's actually there, right. that too would be sick. And Bars that take FPOS. I have a question. Kaylee out. Mic drop. Okay, <laughs> mic drop. But yeah, didn't you spend the last two weeks telling us how Wynn Stadium is the best stadium in rugby it league? It is the best stadium in rugby <laughs> league. I'm doing it. Except. A, I am doing <laughs> this a. This list of things. Do not interrupt me. <laughs> I am doing a Jonathan Thurston 2015 grand final. It's the best stadium in the world. Prime Minister, we need an upgrade. <laughs> Fair enough. And you're happy with the win? Oh, so happy. Even though there was $2.5 million of North Queensland Cowboys salary cap unable to suit up. Mm. Yeah. Cowboys JT, are in trouble. Lachlan Coote. It, yeah. was, it, was a very, it was a very fun game because, you know, we've discussed this before. Um, as much as I love my team winning by heaps, I also love an interesting game. So it was very thrilling in the second half to have the Cowboys come up and bring it so close. Me and all my new mates on the hill are <laughs> screaming profanities and then turning around to look at the screen. I think what was great in that game was the improvisation that uh, John Asiata, who's generally a back rower, love the back rowers, coming mm. off the bench, actually went into halfback. And showed creativity not usually associated with second rowers. Yeah. So much so that he's already got the new nickname, Fat Thurston. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think that the Cowboys really should run and run and run with that. But right now, their issue is front row forwards. You've got Tamo to Penrith. Look how well that's going. You've got Matt Scott out for the season. And everyone's forgotten the retirement of the polar bear, Ben Hannett, yeah. mm-hmm. has really wreaked havoc. So... I actually uh, take my hat off that I just got out of the West Tiger show bag. Thank you, Rose. To the way in which North Queensland Cowboys came back. But look, St. George, top of the table. I'm excited for you. St. George, you are top of the table. Ah, that's right. I, tell you I what, keep forgetting that. That's a novelty for next year's uh, Easter show, Fat Thurston. A Fat Thurston doll. <laughs> <laughs> that, like, that'll walk out. Like one of those sumo wrestler blow-up yeah, dolls. Yeah. This is the back row on Sydney's Triple M. On Triple M, this is the back row. Big news this week, and for quite a few weeks, is um, the Jack Bird news. Um, I should tell you who we are. This is the back row with AH, Chris and Rose. The, the Jack Bird news, will he, won't he, where's he going? I was very excited at the thought of him going to Newcastle, um, and, but they were offering him, what, a million? And now the Broncos have offered, was it's like three million across those it's, years? It's actually four million, four million over four years, which makes him our latest million-dollar player. Yeah. I mean, they're queuing up the million-dollar players, aren't yeah. they? See, I'm really upset by it because I, I felt like, you know, understandably, I'm sure if someone gave me an extra three million, I would go. But I really liked the, the, the Knight's Redemption narrative that was beginning and that was going to sort of reach its deus ex machina with Jack Bird. Don't laugh at me. <laughs> wow. Are you, Penultimate. Are you, <laughs> you mean that one game the Knight's won? <laughs> no, 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 the deus ex machina would be Jack Bird. So it's uh, when something okay. comes in and just shifts the direction of a story. Hi, I was writer in residence at Sydney Writers <laughs> What's Festival. What's that saying again, yeah. Can you say it one more time? Deus Ex Machina. Okay, I got I've it. pronounced it slightly time. different each time, yeah. It's a place down on Parramatta Road where you can buy motorbikes. Yeah, they make, a gr- they make a great coffee. Yeah, yeah, Deus, <laughs> Deus Ex. Well, some people say Machina, some people say Machina. I've always been I say tomato. Machina, but, you say tomato. But yeah, um, okay, well, this, this is going well. Um, and basically, the way I feel about the Jack Bird thing is, so like, if this were the movie Moulin Rouge, he's Satine. The Knights are Ewan McGregor's lovely character and um, and the Broncos are the Duke who was played by Richard Ro- Nope, that's oh, not going I'm down so well. I'm so confused. Okay. I'm trying to think of those characters and how they all tie together and I'm lost. Great, great <laughs> film. was great though. So who's Kalen Ponger in this? Um, <laughs> Kylie Minogue, Little I, Green oh, Fairy. Oh, that's, right. that's actually not a bad analogy. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, well, great film, uh, Triple M Demographic, <laughs> for you to check out. But look, so in the news, uh, in Danny Widler's column, which I have mentioned a few times I read on Sunday, um, I did research for the show for once, um, there was a very interesting little insight into the kind of heavy tactics that the Sharks, in particular Paul Gallen, were using. It just, this reads to me as very mafioso. Like, if you can imagine, like, a, a, a horse head or a Bronco's head in his bed after this. Bird will be sorely missed by the Sharks, which is why on Wednesday a group of senior players did their best to keep him. Chris Hyington and Paul Gallen had a long chat to Bird over a coffee in Cronulla. Gallen then drove Bird to a crisis meeting with Flanagan. Blindfolded, I assume. (laughs) Gallen offered to attend the meeting with Bird, but the young star went on his own and left 40 minutes later without signing on. So it's very like, yeah, we're just having a talk. Get in the car. It didn't work, though, did it? Did not. Newcastle had a different approach. First of all, Brownie took Bird out for a coffee at a cafe in the Shire of Bird's choice. Like, right. I think that was a good move. That's nice. That's a good first date. And then they uh, chauffeured him up uh, to Newcastle uh, in the limousine while they were going up. There was a video from the Johns Brothers pointing out uh, all the party places in Newcastle. <laughs> right. Is that kind of like on, the, on the, uh, the Sky Bus when you get out of Melbourne Airport and it's uh, what Carrie Bickmore being like, check out the DFO. Very, very much so. And the Johns, the Johns Brothers, where you can party in Newcastle DVD does go for the full 90 minutes of the trip <laughs> if you look up to the your motorway. Right, if you look to your right, you'll see the former venue fannies. <laughs> <laughs> they, were, they were then taken to uh, the hairdressers and, and former Knights players what? were just... Former Knights players would just pop out and say how great it is to be working in the Hunter oh, region. What are you doing here? They go to the hairdressers and Mark Sargent pop out and says you can get uh, your own crew cut made of water. <laughs> oh, Paul- hey, Jack. I didn't see you there. <laughs> wow, Jack, it's so good to see you here at the NIB Rehab Centre. I'm Paul the Chief Harrigan. And, of course, it finished on the way back with another video, which was just a recurrent ir- image of Kale and Ponga. <laughs> with a wheelbarrow and some green stuff going in it. But it didn't work. And in the end, of course, Rose, Jack Bird has gone to Newcastle, and oh, sorry, to Brisbane. And do you know why? Why, Chris? Three big words that mean a lot. Okay. Third party agreements. Oh. That's, that's a real football Cheeky discussion. TPA. Which we as fans of football struggle to understand <laughs> and would love to have someone to explain to us. But... Uh, We've lost Bird up to Queensland, and so I think he's only the second uh, New South Wales player origin level to go to uh, north of the border in about the last 25 years or something mm. like that. Mm, very disappointing. Excommunicated, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Gone. Seems like a straight swap, right, Bird, for Kronk. Bird's leaving, Kronk's coming in. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's like a balance of trade, I guess, <laughs> yes. Balance of trade. There you go. And we're always fair and balanced here on the back row on Triple M, which is why... Not a goddy to Joffrey. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why after this we're going to be um, swallowing our pride and talking about the fantastic games that Queensland clubs play. Oh, okay, I need to have a shower. <laughs> the footy finishes here. The back road on Triple M. Too much love, that's us, and I don't think there is another game that they play in Australia, as nope. far as I'm concerned. This is a very tribal game. You know, and, and at certain points of the year, we get split into New South Wales or Queensland. I dare say, throughout the year, we're already New South Wales and Queensland. And so we have to swallow our pride right now in talking about the Broncos v Titans game, which was an incredible game. Queensland gives good game. They do. I don't, I don't. I didn't want to talk about this game. I don't care about Queensland games. But the, the issue is... Oh, it was a great game, dude. Are you serious? No, I don't want to talk about Queensland teams, but the issue is 
is that every time two Queensland teams uh, play each other, it's a great game. It's so like, good. We can't ignore these games, yeah. unfortunately. But this one was such a surprise because everyone's like, yes, Broncos, Cowboys, whenever they play, it's incredible. Whenever they play, it's a rehashing of, you know, the 2015 grand final. It always goes to golden point. They're always buggered the week after and lose after that. Mm. But no one, like, I still, I think now I will finally accept that the Titans are a real team after that. No one was thinking, oh, yeah, up in that um, grouping will include games from the Titans. Like, and honestly, maybe it's just that I'm from Sydney, but has anyone ever, honest to God, in real life, no lie, while sober, seen a real Titans fan? They don't exist. They do, they're like baby pigeons. You you know they're out there. They have to be out there, but you have never seen one. So I think perhaps that's why that game was so incredible as well, that there was just the complete um, lack of expectation. It was such a surprise. Look, I think you guys are obviously both a bit slow. Um, there's been a tectonic, <laughs> All right, granddad. tectonic shift of Rugby League to Queensland, I think 10 of their last 11 origins, something like that. So I think what you're simply seeing is a reflection of the fact that we have to address the serious issue here in Sydney right now that they're more passionate about their Rugby League in Queensland. They care more about it and they put more in. I don't agree with that. You don't? I I think our fans turn out. I just think when when Queensland uh, teams play each other, it's always an exciting, close game. There's something about Queensland teams. And I'm with you. Uh, Queensland have won nine out of the... What the last eleven origins or whatever it is, uh, this has been a thing for a while. We're only just coming to terms with it now. I'm only mm. just coming to terms with it now that maybe Queensland are better at rugby league than than, than Sydney teams are. There's something up in the water up there, but I think our fans. Are just I don't as know passionate. that I would say they're better than Sydney teams, but there's something about when they come together. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's yeah. a chemistry thing. Yeah, it was a bit of a heartbreaker. I mean, Jimmy the Jet, uh, mm. a hat trick. The last one coming off that Matchelet charge down to the Kane LG kick, and of course LG had just chased down the grubber to score to put the Titans in front, and you thought, this is happy days. Yeah. Mm. And it really, really was heart-rending. And it sort of, yeah. I, th- I think it speaks to the legacy of the two franchises. I mean, the, ta- the Titans are star-crossed, mm. and I think they need to accept that they don't belong, that the Bears should come in, <laughs> get, a little bit of, get a little bit of New South Wales in your life, yeah. and let's start the move up north here. Get over that wall, whatever it is that they claim that's dividing our two great states. Get a little bit of New South Wales in your life. Get a little bit of the back row in your night. Yes. Um, just a little. <laughs> yeah, just a little, not just too much, please. We're like fluoride. We're good for you, but in really small doses. <laughs> Coming up, we're going to be talking, uh, we're going to be sharing our back rowers of the week and also our, our tips in the most pointless tipping comp, Just the Tip. The Back Row on Triple M. This is The Back Row on Sydney's Triple M, and it's time once again for uh, one of our beloved segments, Back Rower of the Week, where we, we basically we um, find someone from the week who, who would we would, we would... Oh, my God, get the What's words out. What's going on with you, AH? I think I'm having a stroke. Okay. Can anyone else smell toast? <laughs> where we venerate someone um, up to our, our, our fantasy team, our Back Rowers of the Week. Um, that was a good explanation. Good job. Look, I, if I can get serious for a moment, I would like to nominate um, John Clark. Oh, yeah, sure. Comedian, writer and satirist who passed away this week at the age of 68. He was actually such a big influence on my first radio show that I should have been paying him royalties, honestly. It was, it was an Australian politics show that fell back really heavily into satire and very heavily into John Clark-style satire, um, much beloved. Like so many of the NRL's greatest players, he is from New Zealand um, and he, I think he, he possessed the kind of unique creativity that we need in a star football player in a back rower um, so yeah, I'm nominating John Clark because you always need a strong back rower just in case the front falls off. Good choice.
Good choice. And I think that Clark Door material, even though it was in response to current issues, it is mm. timeless. It'll always it is. It's so be timeless. relevant. Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And probably would help us in working out how to get the Sydney game up into the uh, Queensland uh, region a little bit more effectively. <laughs> sure. Can I get my back row of the week? Well, you're mine, by the way, almost for that uh, show bag. Not oh, yeah, yeah. You yeah. like the show bag, You're huh? my yeah. back rower for life, What did baby. you like more, Chris, the show bag or getting tickets to the Hill at Belmore? Don't <laughs> answer that. Guys, you need to stop it. We're getting too <laughs> self-referential. My back row of the week is a man named Robbie Eagles. He is a professional wrestler from Australia who hit us up during the week. He heard our show last weekend and he loved my wrestling references. Hey, Robbie. We've been, we've been talking on Twitter, he's a very nice guy. He's a champion. He's got a belt and everything. So we're going we're gonna to hang out soon and he's going to teach me the real ways of wrestling. But I think this guy listening to our show, hitting us up and getting involved and now dragging me into the world of Australian professional wrestling. I mean, if you would, who wouldn't want him in your back row? Wow, you're guaranteed to get a kiss now after yeah, that. Yeah, good one, Robbie. Chris, who's your back row of the week? Well, as you know, this show is all about making Sydney better, making yep. rugby league better. <laughs> Doing our best. And we're, get, we're having a crack. And uh, I'm all in favour of people who want to try and make this town greater than it is. So my back rowers of the week are English entrepreneurs Ollie Neal and Andy King hmm. of Gag403, which sounds like that's a trial. A- oh, no, it sounds like a trial pharmaceutical or something. <laughs> no, me? that to me sounds like yeah. a long porno series. <laughs> we're now um, up to... Gag number four thirty. No, that this is gonna this is gonna see, come up in the meeting. Yeah, Please, AH, don't say this on radio. Do you have to see the four hundred and two out ones? with the pharmaceutical reference. Anyway, they've patented a racing track system, which means they're going to transform the Sydney Harbour Bridge into a horse track, what? and they'll race horses on the Sydney Harbour Bridge. Now, I think that sounds exciting, though. It will be a really really tight turn. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be a tough yeah. one. Yeah, you know, as, they, as they get to Mil- Milson's point, and they've got to make the tight turn. Who knows? It, it might be so tight. One of the jockeys just goes whoa. Off the, off the edge as they take the corner. But what's really interesting about that is apparently that this patented racing track system is like a giant Scalectrix model car system. Right. Which <gasps> got me thinking they could do Scalectrix at a big scale. It's not bad. Yeah, I think, personally, I think horse racing is pretty gross. That is appealing to me. <laughs> and then you went on to suggest, why not just turn it into a big dodge Dodge them! Dodge them! Wouldn't that be sick? That'd be that'd oh nearly swap. Except, except be you wouldn't find dope. a winner. How do you find a winner in a dodgem competition? Uh, it's not about winning, mate. It's about having a good time. Maybe the or last one on the could, bridge. You could come up with some arbitrary rules. I don't know. Everybody's got balloons, and you need to pop the. I, I don't know. It. I don't care. I just want to see it happen. Take the fences off the bridge. Just make it just a drop yes. either side. Last dodgem standing. Yeah, now the pri- the prizes are the Darwin. That's Awards. a public holiday right that, there. That'd be huge in Japan, I yeah. think, if we <laughs> if we did that as a reality show. And I, and I think Rose, you said we could turn it into Bridge Day and the community could use the Sydney Harbour Bridge in all sorts of innovative ways except one, which would be the bridge climb. You won't be able to do <laughs> no, it. No, no, it's closed on day. Bridge Day. Can't, yeah, can't climb the bridge <laughs> but, on Bridge uh, Day. Horse, and if they can, I tell you what, if they can do horse racing on the Sydney Harbour Bridge, Boo. they can do a first grade rugby league match on the Sydney <laughs> yes. Harbour Bridge. Yes! There Agreed. we go. You heard it here first, folks. This is the back row in Sydney's Triple M. Up next, just the tip. You want to make you're one of our kind. And whether or not you want us tonight, I think it's fair to say you need us tonight. Wow. <laughs> oh, all right. You know, it's 20 years since we lost the great man, but uh, okay, we, we cool. move on. Well, let's launch into a fun segment now off the back of that. <laughs> wow. Um, this is the back row. Uh, you know what? Stuff it. You're listening to Nova. That's the quality of content that you're getting. Oh, it's that time again. Now on Triple M's back row. Just the tip. Whoa. Just the tip. Oh, geez. Just the tip. Just the tip.
Yes, that's right. It's another it's another episode of Just the Tip. I'm here to save the day. So AH doesn't say anything more that might get us in trouble. Wow, that was even worse <laughs> than her intros. Keep talking, keep talking. Thank you, keep talking, keep talking. It's Friday night and we're going to be at GIO Stadium. It's the Raiders v Manly. Now, before we get into that, guys, I've got to give you the scores again because it's the second week in a row I've started without giving you the scores. Lay it on me, lay it on we me. We all got uh, six correct picks this week. We're all equal, six Ooh, picks each, which tense. means... Chris and myself are both in second place on 34 points, staying in first place by two points. A.H. Kaylee. Right. But we're within striking distance. We're in very much in striking distance. You watch your back, A.H. Important pictures. We're no premierships in April. We're coming for you. Oh, this is awesome. Yes, chicks on the bench. <laughs> Friday night, GAO Stadium, the Raiders v. Manly. Chris Gale. Canberra are the real deal. They should be locking up Supercoach Stewart for a 10-year Tal Malolo-type deal. <laughs> Uh, Manly, no chance. I go Canberra. Right. Yeah, I'm also going Canberra. Go on the Raiders. That makes three of us. The Raiders to beat Manly. Also on Friday night at ANZ Stadium, it is the Rabbits v. the Broncos. Uh, Broncos, I think, you know, given the um, Rabbitohs' performance this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Broncos, yep. easily. Uh, Rusty better stay away because yeah. I think he's going to be disappointed again and the Brisbane Broncos will prevail. I'm with you guys. Broncos too strong. Saturday, ANZ Stadium, the Eels versus the Panthers. I hate to use the cliche, it's a must-win game, but it's a must-win game for the Panthers. Mm. Uh, I actually think somehow Gus Gould with his oak machine will wreak the magic and the Panthers will get up. I'm saying Eels based off um, tonight's game. I would before the game. I wouldn't have said that, but yeah, I'm, go, go the Eels. Yeah, look, the Eels. Um, you know, look like a, a favourite to win that. But I'm with Chris here. I think it's Panthers' time to kind of get these losses out of the way and get back on a winning strike. So I'm going the Panthers that one as well. Saturday night as well, one uh, three hundred Smiles Stadium up north. It's the Cowboys v the Knights. Do we even discuss this? No, I don't think we need to. <laughs> I just looked down and I realised I hadn't filled it in yet and because I often do that for when I still need to see a game or need to have a think about it. So and I, I, lo- I looked down and I was like, what? So nice. Yes, cow- Cowboys, Cowboys. <laughs> Chris? Fat Thurston will lead the Cowboys <laughs> to another victory. Well, Matty Johns was saying on the, on the grill team this week that... Uh, he, he, it's time for the Knights to get a win soon. They're June for a win soon, and he picked it last week. It could be this week, but I, it's just it's not enough for me to pick the Knights, the Cowboys as well. Look, if the if the Cowboys had maintained um, the sort of like score difference that they had uh, in last night's game in the first half, yep. I think I would have actually gone for the, for the Knights. I yep. would have you know put myself up there for an upset, mm-hmm. but no, the way they came back in the second half. No, absolutely not. FT, too strong. Fat Thur- or is that PT? Fat Thurston. I don't know which one it is. Uh, Saturday night at Southern Cross Group Stadium, uh, it is the Sharks v. the Titans. Okay, so you know, you know how much I love my Sharky boys. Yes. Go Sharky Go boys. Go the Sharky boys. Go Sharky, Sharky boys. boys. Sharky boys. No, all right, we've done that. Um, <laughs> and, you know, obviously they're playing really strong, but having watched the Titans yep. um, against the Broncos the other night, I, and I think because I've got two points ahead, I can risk... One upset, and yep. if I get it, then I'm. So I'm. Whew, I'm going for the Titans okay. against the Sharks. <laughs> going for the Titans. Those mythological the Titans, Titans fans will thank you, yeah. Albert. Never personally. Oh yeah, yeah, does that mean that I'm one now? Yep, you're one of them. Finally, I've. <laughs> it's the Big Bang. Cronulla's uh, dismantling of the Panthers this week was so impressive. I thought they were by far the most impressive performers. Dare I say they were Melbourne-like? Yes. And yes. Uh, I think they'll be way, way ahead of the Titans 
come Saturday night. Uh, yep, uh, I think this is an opportunity for us to get a point back on AH. I'm going the Sharks as well. Uh, Sunday, ANZ Stadium, the Tigers versus the Bulldogs. Chris Gale, your team v my team. Tigers. Mm, doggies. Yeah, doggies. Yeah, doggies you, too strong. So, you know, I think I feel like we need to explain this every week. Chris and I have values and we will not tip against our own team. Rose, although he did just tip for his team, it's because it's the yeah, smartest one. Yeah, I tipped one. for my team the last You're three like, weeks, by the way. Yeah, well, but but <laughs> you haven't every single time, which is the point here. Like, it's a it's a loose morality. Chris, if they weren't your team, yes. would you be tipping them? I can't answer that question. Okay, right. Because that's I don't, a, that's I, a no. I, I don't have the depth of personality to yeah. uh, consider ever doing something like that. That's a no. So, <laughs> so I, 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 I think intellectually, emotionally, and spiritually, Tigers. Okay, let's move on. Now, that next weekend's an interesting one because we do have Anzac Day on the Tuesday. Now, as far as we know, we'll be back to a Sunday. But, I believe uh, so. Yes. Uh, uh, we have two Tuesday games. Uh, first one at Allianz, the classic Roosters v Dragons on yep. Anzac Day. I'm going. There. I'm going Roosters myself. I think the Roosters are in for a win here against the Dragons. Well, I'm going Dragons because they're my team. Yep. But also, so I've been going there for um, this. I think this will be like the fourth year that I've attended. They've won the last two. Um, so, you know, I think they always play fantastically on Anzac Day. Um, we're top of the ladder at the moment. Go the Dragons. I can't recommend it enough for everybody to get out there. I think it's selling extremely well. I think uh, the uh, Dragons fans are purchasing up a lot of the general admission tickets. Uh, That's where I'm sitting. I'm in the general admission. We'll we'll all be out there, albeit uh, in certain circumstances, sitting mm. well away from each other. Yes. <laughs> I like the Yeah, chooks. because you'll be rattling your jewellery, and I'm like, yes, come on, group, not you guys. Let's go buy some general admission tickets. Best way to do it. Go the Chooks. Go the Chooks. Chooks no, don't Chris. Go the chooks. Okay, and the last game on Anzac Day. At Amy's Stadium, down south, it's the Storm v. the Warriors. I mean, it has to be Storm, doesn't it? Does it? I tell you what, the You've Warriors... you picked the Titans. The Warriors... Yeah, I think I can only have one upset okay, this round. Enough. Warriors lift for Melbourne. They did. They're terrific on the road against Melbourne. Yep. I'm tipping Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I honestly think the Warriors are going to give them a, a bit of a fight there. That's going to be closer than some people think, but I am also picking the Storm. And that, as they say it, is just the tip for another week. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just the back row for another week. Uh, we'll be back next week um, in a time slot. We'll work it out. Um, I'm A.H. Kaylee. Chris Gale, any final thoughts? Yes. Well, those Hunters Hill near-do-wells, those lawyers, those psychologists, those plastic surgeons, please turn down the music because Teddy Tedesco needs to get his rest so he has a very, very clear mind as he makes the biggest decision of his career to date. Teddy, we love you. What about me? You want my oh, final yeah, words as well? Sorry. Hello. Sorry. <laughs> Andrew Rose, do you have any final thoughts? Uh, my, my two things are very quickly, big ups to Kendrick Lamar, headlining Coachella. He did a great job. And also a very, oh, yeah. ha- Triple yes, a very happy Easter to everyone out there. What That's a great beautiful. weekend. Uh, I have no final thoughts once again. I am spent. See you next week.